Hey everyone, this is Let's Get Practical with Daryl Girardier. And today we're talking about four reasons to move from Facebook pages to Facebook groups. Let's do this. Welcome to Let's Get Practical, the podcast about church communications from a practical standpoint. It's about what works and what doesn't. It's about helping you cut through all the clutter and noise and get straight to the point. Today, we're getting straight to the point about Facebook pages and why you should be moving from them to Facebook groups. Now, just a little bit of history on Facebook groups and pages if you aren't aware. I mean, you probably are to a certain degree because you're probably on Facebook, but I want to give a little background, a little context to this whole discussion. So when most churches got onto Facebook for the first time, they created a page because that was the standard thing that you do. You create a page um, and as representing your business, in this case, your church, because that was standard practice for all of us. And when we first created pages, they were a great way to put information out to a mass audience. The audience would come like your page. And then all of a sudden that content from the page would go into your newsfeed. So for a lot of us, that's how we got information into our people's hands through the Facebook channel. But somewhere I would say about four or five years ago, uh, we started to see a decrease in people actually seeing our content. In other words, the reach of the Facebook page started to decline. And we knew that was because basically Facebook was saying, we want more people content, less pages content. And to be frankly honest with you, they wanted you to pay to push your content and get it in front of people. So there were a lot of different ways that we kind of hacked the system. There was, you know, there were talks about you should use video and images and less text and don't include hyperlinks out to other, other websites outside of Facebook. That way you're keeping people on the platform. We came with a, a wide variety of ways, but by the way, we still use those methods to get people to see our content on our from our Facebook page into their newsfeed. But we've reached kind of an inflection point where those tricks to a certain degree still work, those tactics, if you will, but it's not sustainable and it's not long-term as Facebook is letting us know that. And one of the reasons why we know Facebook's letting us know that is not just us looking at the data, but also watching how Facebook talks about its platform. Just this summer, Mark Zuckerberg gave the keynote to his uh, Facebook developer conference. And during that entire keynote that he gave, the opening keynote, he never mentioned Facebook pages once. Not a single moment did he ever mention pages. It was all about groups and connecting with people. And so we've been told, and actually we've actually talked to some people at Facebook, that groups are where you need to be spending your time. Think about groups and not about pages. So for a lot of us, that's a pretty huge shift. And the reason why it's a huge shift is not just for our own church pages, but it's also ministries. You probably have some ministry somewhere that set up some sort of page and you're thinking, You've now you've got these rogue pages out there, your student ministry, your children's ministry, et cetera. And you're thinking, wow, how do I manage all of that? And how do I, how do we do this? And you have to come up with some sort of logic to convince them, Hey, you shouldn't do a page. You should do a group. And we, where I'm at, we're currently going through that right now. In fact, we're having meetings with our ministries to say, we need to move you from pages over to groups. So what I want to do today is I want to give you four reasons that you can use in your discussions as you move people from pages to groups. And and I think these reasons will be good sound enough reasons for the help to understand why groups are better than pages for what you want people to do. So here we go. Here are four reasons. These are actually the, these are actually the four bullet points you will that I'm going to use when I talk to our ministries. When one of my coworkers and I, we sit down with these ministries and we talk through you know, why we want them to switch over. This is, this is the four bullet points we're going to use. So here's, I'm actually giving the information I'm really going to use when I sit down and I talk to a ministry about switching them over from pages over 
two groups. All right, the first one, reason number one, it's pure and simple. It's all about reach. When I say reach, I'm talking about people seeing your content. Facebook group content gets a higher priority ranking over a page content, unless that page content is obviously paid for. And that's because it's a community interaction. Groups comes from a community of people. Somebody in somewhere shared a group, shared content in a group. You're a part of that group. You're active in that group. And therefore that content rises to the top of your newsfeed. In fact, I've had people tell me who've joined our church communications, Facebook group that sometimes when they join, when they join the group and they started commenting, all of a sudden their newsfeed became nothing but the church communications, Facebook group. It kind of almost overwhelmed their newsfeed because all of that group content. So from a pure mathematical standpoint of like actually reaching your audience, the people who actually really are the people you want to reach, uh, groups are going to do that. Groups are going to do that really, really well because it's going to get people the content they're looking for. So that really also, by the way, really plays true when you're talking about people who are passionate about a certain ministry inside of your church, say student ministry, missions, children's, whatever that is, versus having a page for your, each of those ministries. If you do a group, all of a sudden that content goes over into their newsfeed and that's the stuff they actually really care about. They may not care about your senior adult ministry or your preschool ministry, whatever that is, but they're getting the content that they actually really care about. So you're going to get more reach. In other words, if you have a hundred people in a group, the chance that that content is going to go into a hundred people's newsfeed is much higher than the eight to 10% of people who are going to see your stuff from your Facebook uh, page, which I think eight to 10% is maybe roughly the figure now, 16%. So in other words, if you have 10,000 likes on your Facebook page, you're maybe 800 people are going to see their content. Maybe that's, that'll happen. Groups is much different groups that higher that reach goes much, much higher. Number two, you're going to foster community. And this is big. One of the things about pages versus groups is, is that pages really aren't about community. You'll have people, some people comment on content, but to be honest with you, the, those contents are kind of few and far between. And honestly, it comes a, becomes a little bit more like a bulletin board where you're kind of having to manage questions from people. And it, it's, it's not really a community-driven type of thing. Where if you do groups, you really have got community built into it. That's the function of them. That's what they are. Groups are really communities that you're building. And we saw this come true for us when we decided to create a Facebook group for our choir. Uh, when we first started the idea of doing that. I didn't, I wasn't too sure how it was going to play out because our, our choir is about 250 people at the, at the, our main campus. And I'm not sure how people are actually going to join the group. Were they going to give content? And sure enough, we started the group. We had immediately, a, I, I say hundred, 150 people join the group. And on top of that, they all started sharing content and forming community inside that group to the point to where they were sharing prayer requests. They were actually sharing photos from each night's rehearsal on Wednesday night. And all of a sudden this like community kind of formed around the, uh, around that group. And people started just sharing stuff. They share stuff around choir rehearsal, or as Christmas rehearsals, Easter, all of a sudden community came together and that community became much more tighter because they were able to share stuff via the Facebook group. Whereas if they had a page that would never have happened, that community wouldn't have formed uh, that, that group that that page, if you will, just would have been a place to dump information and people may or may not have commented on it. And then again, they wouldn't even seen it because that page content doesn't go into people's news feeds. So big component of this is it actually helps you really kind of build community. So that's number two. Number three, it really forces you to really treat pages and groups how they're really designed to be treated. And somebody wrote this in our Facebook, uh, our Facebook group about this when I posed this question about how some people would move from pages to groups. And they said, somebody said, I think it was Jonathan Talley said, 
pages are about marketing to people. If you move to groups, then you can turn around and inform people. Too often we treat our page as a place to inform people versus marketing to people. So if you think of it like that, your page is designed to market to people and your groups can be used to inform people and then build conversations around that information, then you really kind of have this nice, neat categories by which you know how to treat information as it comes in. And I really think that's huge because if you kind of develop that framework, it's going to really help you figure out which content goes where it's going to make your workflows that much faster. So for example, if Christmas is coming up, you would have a page on your, on your, on your, on your church page, you're marketing Christmas. Why Christmas is awesome. Some really fun videos, something that kind of gets people talking about Christmas in the sense that, wow, this is a good marketing piece. It's not too heavy on details. It does exactly what you want to do. There's a value proposition there to get people in the door. When you want to inform people about things they need to know about Christmas, when you want to get in the details or if you need volunteers and you, whatever that is, you could do that in your groups. You give like that heavy information type of stuff to groups because if they're part of a group, they're already bought in. They're wanting that information because they've already said they wanted it because they signed up to be in that group. They they joined that group. So it really helps you treat the information the way it needs to be treated on each of those platforms, which I think will serve you better in the long run for your church. And number four, this is something else that somebody else said inside the group and I thought was a really good point is that this provides you better data. Because when you have groups, your groups are probably going to be nowhere near as large as large as your Facebook likes on your page. So if you got 800 likes on your Facebook page, I doubt you're going to run a group of 800 people. Okay. You may run a group of like 200, 300. Either way, you're going to get better insight into your people in terms of, in terms of quantifiable data. And that is because you're going to have a better idea of who's participating in conversations, who's commenting on conversations. You can get a, you can get group insights about who's the top posters inside of the group, who, who's, who's really generating the traffic for your group in terms of like conversations. And that kind of information is really good to help you figure out who actually really are the influencers in your ministry versus just what you have as an org chart where you say, well, this person's over the ministry. They may be over ministry, but you can actually find out who's the person that everybody actually really listens to inside of a ministry. And that's really huge. That if you're able to have that information, you're able to pull that data because you really can't do that well in pages. Yes, you'll get an idea of which content performs better and you'll get some of those insights, but that group insight stuff to me, that's the community data. That's the real data that I think you really can move on and you can even find volunteers based off of that data. You know, in other words, you find somebody who's, well, they comment a lot on the, in the media ministry, Facebook group. So therefore, you know what? I, I don't have them serving anywhere. I'm going to tag them and say, Hey, why don't you come serve with us and do X, Y, and Z? You can really kind of get a good idea of where your people are at inside the ministry, just based off of that data that you'd get from your Facebook group. So reason number four is it just provides you better data for you to work with. Now, Here's the caveat. I'm going to provide you the caveat. This is the one thing I'm going to tell people when we're talking about moving from pages to groups. Groups, in my mind, are more work than pages are on a certain level. And what I mean by that is they're more work because you're managing a community. So that requires you more daily check-in. You've got to make sure conversations aren't going south. You have a bit more to manage on that 
end. You don't have so much more to manage in terms of content because if the group starts going well, people just start contributing content and it takes a life of itself. But you probably are going to need to manage the community a little bit more and probably do more like daily check-ins on the community, on the Facebook group to see where things are at. And you may need to keep conversations going if conversations die down. Die down. So there's a little bit of that aspect of it that you need to keep in mind. It's not like a page where you just throw information out there, maybe throw some little cash at it and you boost a post. This actually requires a little bit more uh, work on your part, not not to only to like keep conversations going, but you've also got to manage who gets into the group. We're probably going to do all of our groups as closed groups, and then you have to ask to be let into the group, and we'll kind of verify who you are before you know we let you into the group. Maybe ask some questions. We'll do something of that nature. So again, there, there's a little bit of that work on your end to do, but trust me, you do those little couple things, and all of a sudden the group will have exponential value for your people who join it. So there you go. Those are the four reasons why I think you should move from Facebook pages to groups. And that's what we're going to be telling our folks over the next few weeks as we find these, as we just type searches into Facebook and we find more rogue pages that exist. We're going to slowly corral them, bring them back in one by one. And that's what we're going to tell people in regards to moving from Facebook pages to Facebook groups. If you've enjoyed this podcast, do us a huge favor and leave a rating on iTunes. Also, don't forget, you can subscribe via iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, all those uh, podcasting hosting sites. We'd love to have you do that. Once again, thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. We love getting feedback from you. You guys are wonderful and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Bye.